G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. We have now got a very interesting segment in the show. Every Thursday we're going to look somewhere around the world at uh, a person that might have gone on to different things and tried different things, sort of a where are you, what are you doing now scenario. I'm very pleased to say that our debut performer on this is a, a great mate of mine and one of the great characters of New Zealand and a true all-rounder. Dean Robert Lonigan, M-N-Z-M. How'd he get that? Former rugby league player for the Kiwis, the Canberra Raiders. He's a green machine man. Of course, he's a well-known broadcaster and events promoter. Uh, he's done pretty much everything you can think of. First of all, Mr Lonigan, where are you now? Mate, I'm, uh, I was just sitting in a wonderful Ponsby Road Cafe. I'm, uh, I'm back from Australia for a week or two, given what's going on in the bloody COVID over there. It shut down the entire economy. So I got back here last Saturday, and I'm in this amazing cafe, cafe uh, Smitty, called Goodness. And it's run by Michelin Star Chef, and I've only just found it last week. And I've got to tell you, it has the world's greatest French toast, sweet French toast I've ever had. And I'm about to have the beef wagyu hash brown, so I cannot wait. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? I'm, I'm looking at it. It's 1105. That's about that right. That background? <laughs> 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 that was Trudy Nelson, our newsreader, who's listening in on this. <laughs> And amazing. can I say this, Smithy? A finer, a finer yep. looking newsreader you will not find in all of New Zealand. <laughs> and I'm led to believe, uh, can I just, is this like a dating sort of scenario? I'm led to believe she's single too, uh, Dino. And, and I, 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 I'm not sure if she's looking, but she's single. Mate, it's fair to say, Smithy, I haven't been able to find anyone who will put up with me. So I'm not holding my breath on the relationship stage, so I can promise you that. Oh, I cannot believe that in the whole of Brisbane you haven't been able to find any. Look, Dino, here's the thing. You've been so busy. Um, we know what you've been doing over here. It's, it's, fill us in on what you've been doing over there. I know you've been involved heavily again in the, bo- the boxing promotional side of things because I've seen you with Jeff Warren. I've, I've seen you with Paul Gallen. And you've got others in your stable as well. have indeed, mate. Uh, probably three and a half, four years ago. I put on a major event uh, in Brisbane where Jeff Horn took on the great Manny Pacquiao. We put 51,000 people through Suncorp Stadium. And that's totally reinvigorated boxing in Australia over the last sort of four years. So uh, I had a blow-up with my former business partner, Duco, and I, I think a lot of people know the story. So I moved over there, uh, took over Jeff Horn, and have been building um, a company up over there in a stable of boxes ever since. I've just signed a new kid, uh, young fellow in New Zealand called Andre Mikhailovich. He's a, uh, his nickname's a Russian, and he can really fight. So I'm very excited about that. And uh, got a whole lot of other stuff on the go, Smitty. The COVID, of course, is restricting what we can do at the moment. Hence, I'm back in New Zealand. I sort of thought if I'm going to sit around and do not do a whole lot of not much, I might as well do it here at home rather than in Australia. But having said that, I do live, when, I, when I'm domiciled and doing events on the Gold Coast, I do live there. And, uh, mate, I really, really enjoy it there. But I've been lucky enough to travel all around Australia and do events, you know, everywhere from Bendigo, which is uh, an old gold mining town down in Victoria, all the way to, you know, 
look at events, doing events in Mount Isa. We've done events in Townsville, doing them in Sydney, doing them in Brisbane. Really enjoying my time over there doing it and doing it with my son, Liam, which is a real bonus. I was going to ask you about Liam. That's fantastic because I know how close you were to him. So to get him involved as well as, as an apprentice, I suppose at some point it'll be, uh, it'll be, his name will be in lights uh, and probably getting more of the money than you. But uh, that's fantastic to work with your son. <laughs> Mate, it's, it's probably the highlight, to be honest, Smithy. And uh, we're building, you know, building so, something together. And uh, I've got to tell you, it's, it is hard work in Australia. Their business culture is very, very different to us. It's far more dog-eat-dog, and it's a very tough environment. But once you get to know it, you understand it, you can work with it. And I think there's some great opportunities over there. So uh, really enjoying it at the moment. And probably the most exciting thing on the horizon we've got in boxing is we've got a brand-new heavyweight called Justice Hooney, who just fought Paul Gallon a month ago and gave him quite a severe mm. beating over 10 rounds. And uh, Justice Hooney is a, an incredible talent. He's at heavyweight, and I do think he will go on to win a, uh, the heavyweight title at some stage, and he's on a fast track at the moment. You know, we're looking at doing some massive fights in Australia involving maybe Junior Farr and maybe Henny Ohio, and then maybe heading up to England for Derek Chisora in a very, very short space of time. So it's fair to say that uh, we've got exciting stuff planned for justice. Well, let's just talk briefly about boxing, Dino. Is it, is it just me, or has it become slightly more high-profile? dived away from the, the media side of things. It lost its profile, I think, there for a while. But is it is it just warming up again in your mind? Well, I think um, in New Zealand, Joseph Parker totally led to a resurgence of boxing. You know, you had David Tua do amazing things before him. And then, uh, you know, Shane Cameron was there. But now Joseph Parker is probably, you know, he's a little bit older now and he's not fighting as regularly, so he hasn't got the profile. But uh, I think boxing's on a massive resurgence all around the world. And leading the charge are the two guys, Anthony Joshua and Tyson Fury. And Fury, in my mind, and a lot of people will say this is sacrilege, but he's the greatest self-promoter of boxing since since Muhammad Ali. And uh, as a result, you've got these two superstars in the world and you've got guys from Australia and guys from New Zealand who want to hunt them down. Um, They make headlines on a regular basis. So I think boxing in both Australia and New Zealand you know, they're going through a massive resurgence. Uh, Joe's not fighting as often as he used to. And if he was to fight you know, another couple of times a year, I think you'd, you'd set the, the headlights a lot more. But what you will see with this Andre Michaela, it's coming through. And I'm looking at a couple of other Kiwis. They're going to be in the limelight a lot. And I can't tell you how happy I am, Smithy, that you've been ringing me because you're one of the guys I want to get them on with. Fantastic. I'll put them on. Don't you worry about that. We'll promote anything uh, over here, Dino, and we support anything that's remotely sporting. It's 11.10 uh, here on SENZ. I'm with Dean Lonigan at the moment, one of my great mates, one of the great characters of New Zealand, to be fair. Lost to us at the moment uh, because he's uh, off to Brisbane. News coming through overnight, mate. I'm not sure you, where you'll be in 2032. The Games for Brisbane, the Olympic Games for Brisbane, God hopes that uh, viruses and things won't be a factor in our lives at that point. Exciting news coming through. Mate, it's absolutely massive. I work closely with an organisation called TEQ, which is uh, Tourism Events Queensland. And they, unlike in New Zealand, where the funding for events is quite minimal, the funding in Australia and the different states for events is quite significant. You know, in, in New South Wales and Victoria, you're talking literally hundreds of millions of dollars. And in Queensland, you're talking, you know, tens of millions of dollars. So it's an amazing uh, achievement for Brisbane to get those games. I think, correct me if I'm wrong, Smitty, Australia might be the only one of the only countries in the world that have actually had four Olympics. They went, correct, did they go twice to Melbourne, once to Sydney, and now to Brisbane? That'd be right. Yeah, absolutely right. Yep. 
And uh, so it's, it's, a, it's, it's a very very exciting. Yeah. Oh look, it's a massive coup you know, in Queensland. Oh, yeah, and it's big, very big. Oh, I, I was just, just going to say, uh, of course, a lot of New Zealanders remember you as a league man as well. Now, are you have you gone with uh, Bannigan, Jim Bannigan? Have you gone with uh, Mel? Uh, where are your allegiances now? Have you you, you sort of um, run with the hares and hunt with the hounds in, in terms of supporting the league now? Look, I, I still love watching the Warriors. I'm disappointed that they're running 14th at the moment. So my two favourite teams are, are, are the Warriors and, of course, the Canberra Raiders. I still talk to Jim Bannigan on a regular basis. I still talk to Mel Meninga on a regular basis. You know, Mel and myself, we were hatching a plan to do what was going to be very significant. That was going to have the All Blacks play the Kangaroos in a hybrid match. We got signed off at All Black board level. Couldn't get the uh, ARLC over the line, and that would have been massive. But that's something I haven't given up on. So, mate, I still have a lot to do with those guys. And one of the things I do say, because I do, I live in Australia probably more than I live in New Zealand. I'll never be an Australian citizen, but I can tell you this, me old mate, I am a Queenslander. And, uh, I, you know, their business culture, their culture is very, very aligned with what we do, you know, from an attitude point of view. So I do like doing business up there. One of the other things that's uh, reared its ugly head, and that's a very bad pun as well, is the concussion issue uh, in, in a lot of contact sport now, Dean. Uh, and when we talk about it in rugby, it's so heavily policed. It's now, I get a feeling it's now being more heavily policed in rugby league than it ever has been before. Of course, you're remembered well for the Lonigan shuffle. Um, and, and of course, uh, we, we know all about that and, and uh, what happened to you there. Uh, I just wonder, uh, what's your view on that these days? It's a major issue. I, I do believe there's a class action coming out of England against rugby union authorities uh, for that. There was a massive class action uh, in the NFL where former players have been compensated for the injuries, the brain injuries that they've had. It's a huge issue in rugby league. And would you believe this? The research coming out of Australia, it's actually you get more concussion playing AFL sports than you do in rugby league, which is quite interesting. And the rugby league have tried to clamp down on it, and I don't know that they're going about it. They've certainly got the right idea, but they're not quite going about it the right way. And, of course, in boxing, concussion is a big issue in our sport as well. Now, I have... Um, a thing called a matchmaker. What a matchmaker does, mm. Stewie, um, sorry, somebody, is he makes all of my fights. Because I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good at doing TV deals and sponsorship and selling tickets, but I don't know the ins and outs of boxing as well as I'd like. So he puts together all of my fights. Now, he's passionate about the sport. He's looked all around the world for a technology that recognises concussion, concussion of what's going on in your brain. And he's found it with his amazing neurosurgeon in New York. He's important. Um, a product which actually you know, looks into the retina and, and can judge what's going on from a concussion point of view. These are the sorts of things that's going to have to be used going forward uh, as, as um, safety precautions for these contact sports because, mate, it is a massive problem and I can see if it's not tidied up in the next one to two years, there will be class actions coming. Tina, and that brings me to another point. Are you world famous for Fight for Life? I mean, you know, you just made it a giant of a beast of a thing on an annual basis. Does that now, uh, Fight for Life and, and, you know, the amateur side of things, with concussion and these issues, does that make it a harder sort of venture to try and promote, even if you wouldn't wanted to these days? I think it's a fair point, Smithy, but I think the fact that I'm very, very close to this world-leading and, and cutting-edge technology... Uh, if we were to bring that in, to, you know, which we, we do, we bring it to the floor. All my boxes, we tested by it. We test for concussion on a regular basis. 
you have to look at these protocols and you have to, you know, adhere to them significantly closely. So would I do it again? The answer is I probably would, but I'd definitely be bringing the technology that's, you know, cutting edge to make sure that the guys go in there, you know, they're, they're going in there from a safety first point of view. Because even with my professional boxers, I have two mantras for them and two mantras only. One, yeah, you want to become wealthy and I'm going to help you do that, but you also want to finish up the sport healthy. And one of my proudest things that I've done is, you know, we, uh, we managed to make Jeff Horn, uh, and obviously in my time with Joseph Parker, they've become very, very wealthy. And both of them, you know, certainly Jeff has finished up now. Mate, he's come out of the sport pretty healthy, and that's, that's, that's a big deal to me. Well, I hope you're making a quit out of it too, Dean, because I'd hate to think you're putting all this hard work on and, and just giving the money to charity. Uh, look, mate, uh, I know you've pointed out the fact that... I'd give, up, I'd give up all of my money to have a quarter of yours any day. You are, without doubt, New Zealand's <laughs> greatest ever broadcaster when it comes to sport. And I've got to say, there was a moment recently, maybe two years ago, maybe three years ago, when I think the Kiwis played the Aussies at Eden Park. And you did this amazing piece. New Zealand won on the last or second to last ball and went for a six. And I heard that the commentary box after you had your spiel stood up and clapped and gave you a standing ovation. I remember watching that and looking at it thinking, geez, that is one of the best bit of commentaries I've ever heard. So that's a big rap for me coming from me. You know that. Yeah, everyone clapped apart from Shane Warne, I can promise you, because we knocked over the Aussies that night. But, hey, Dino, you, you, you've, you've mentioned, thank you very much for that, Jesus, by the by. Um, I love your work too. Um, and I, I, I must admit, it's, as you've pointed out, right at the very start of this uh, cool interview, uh, it's, get, it's very, very hard to do things uh, with COVID floating around the piece. So what is on the immediate and uh, I'd say six, eight-month radar for you, Dino? Well, right now I'm trying to put together six different events in Australia between now and Christmas. Uh, and we're a little bit COVID-dependent, number one. And number two, I've got a broadcaster in Fox Sport I've been working with for a very long time. And I have to put ideas up to them and say, OK, this is what I want to do. How does this, from a timing point of view? So I'm pretty much, I'll be honest with you, I'm pretty much booked up, not only between now and Christmas, but for the next 12 months I've got a fair idea of what I'm going to do. It just comes down to how, how we're allowed to do it from a COVID standpoint. And I guess the sooner the vaccinations roll out, the better, so uh, we can get on with life as normal. But as we do, we all know in this world, the variants uh, aren't exactly as good as they could be, and they sometimes make things not as easy as it could be. But we just got to roll with the punches and do our best. Yep, roll with the punches. Uh, if I ever associate that phrase with anyone... It's uh, the legendary Dean Lonergan. Hey, Dino, absolute pleasure catching up with you, mate. So pleased that you're doing so much great work and with Liam as well. It, uh, it really make, does make me feel quite satisfied with, with where you're heading and what you're doing. Hey, mate, I, I can see the Wagyu. Even from here, I can see the Wagyu coming. I know you're not going to leave much as usual. So uh, thank you and enjoy Ponsonby before you head back, boy. I will indeed, Smitty, and thank you so much for uh, having me as your different sort of debut interview. And do me a favour, pass on the phone number to the lovely Trudy Nelson because I am free and available in the next couple of days. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.